Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo resigns after 11 women accuse him of sexual harassment. The three-term Democratic governor apologizes but remains defiant. This situation and moment are not about the facts. This is about politics. What does his resignation mean for the criminal investigations? Tonight, reaction from Cuomo's accusers and President Biden. Plus, the woman who will replace Cuomo and make history. Back to school fears. As students return to the classroom, COVID cases among children surge. The mask showdown between school districts and governors as doctors are pushed to the breaking point. It is incredibly contagious and our children are getting sick. Trillion dollar infrastructure bill. The president's legislation clears a major hurdle with bipartisan support. Where will the money go? Severe weather, tornadoes in Illinois, and a dangerous storm forming in the Caribbean. Border crossings, the record number of apprehensions, including tens of thousands of unaccompanied children this year. A star's diagnosis, Christina Applegate, opens up about a serious illness that also impacts nearly one million Americans. And from America, with love, a 12-year-old hopes an entire village will walk in her shoes. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Nora is off. I'm Major Garrett. The sudden resignation of three-term New York Governor Andrew Cuomo today came as a shock to many because for days, if not weeks, Cuomo had vowed to fight allegations of sexual harassment by 11 women. Moments before he announced his exit, in fact, Cuomo and his lawyer blasted the allegations as politically motivated and unfair. Still, Cuomo said he will leave office in 14 days, and as a result, New York Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul will become 
very soon the state's first female governor. Cuomo still faces criminal investigations as well as potential civil lawsuits from his accusers. Cuomo once drew praise as a defender of women's rights, having signed into law new protections against sexual harassment in 2019. But Cuomo's alleged behavior and today's resignation in the minds of many overshadow his record over 10 years in office. CBS's Ed O'Keefe will look at the political fallout of all this, including reaction from President Biden. But we begin with CBS's Jerika Duncan in New York City. Jerika, good evening to you. Good evening, Major. The governor said that the political environment right now is too hot and too reactionary. You know, he presented his side at that news conference and even gave some reasons as to why he resigned, saying he wanted to save tax dollars on the impeachment investigation and also saying he wanted the state government to get back to business. I am a fighter, and my instinct is to fight through this controversy. But after multiple rounds of punching back, the three-term governor took his biggest political career blow to date. And I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside. He continued to insist he didn't believe he did anything wrong. In my mind, I've never crossed the line with anyone. But I didn't realize the extent to which the line has been redrawn. Cuomo's stunning resignation comes exactly one week after the state attorney general, Letitia James, released a damning report. The independence investigation found that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women. The report outlines allegations from 11 women, 25-year-old Charlotte Bennett. I thought he's trying to sleep with me. And 32-year-old Brittany Camisso. And that's when he put his hand up my blouse and cupped my breast over my bra. Had the most serious allegations against the 63-year-old governor. Reacting to his resignation today, another accuser, Lindsay Boylan, tweeted, it is a tragedy that so many stood by and watched these abuses happen. For several months, as the governor received praise for his COVID response, women came forward with stories of being touched inappropriately, and the governor kept his guard up. I never touched anyone inappropriately. This morning, his personal attorney, Rita Glavin, took a jab at the state attorney general's investigation. The investigators acted as the prosecutors, the judge, and the jury. But then the governor followed her comments with a move we had never seen. But if she said I did it, I believe her. For the first time, he addressed allegations from the female trooper in his protective detail who told investigators the governor sexually harassed her on at least two occasions. I don't remember doing it at all. I didn't do it consciously. It was a mistake, plain and simple. I have no other words to explain it. I want to personally apologize to her and her family. His plan to resign doesn't absolve him from another fight. Tom Abenanti is on the Judiciary Committee. Impeachment is not off the table. We need counsel to confirm that we still have the power to move forward. Now the power shifts to Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul. She will become the state's first female governor in two weeks. CBS News has learned that at least one of those four district attorney investigations looking into 
Cuomo's alleged behavior will continue. Now, interestingly enough, toward the end of the news conference, Governor Cuomo said he now sees the world through the eyes of his three daughters who are in their 20s, saying directly to them, your dad made a mistake, he apologized, learned from it, and that's what life happens. That's what goes on in life. Major? Learn from it indeed. Jerika Duncan in New York, thank you. President Biden said today he respects Cuomo's decision to step down as the president tried to put some distance between himself and the allegations that drove Cuomo from office. At the White House, here is CBS's Ed O'Keefe. Thank you. Uh, President Biden had called on Andrew Cuomo to resign and today reluctantly discussed the downfall of one of his closest political allies. How would you assess his ten and a half years as governor of the state? In terms of his personal behavior or what he's done as a governor? What he's done as a governor. I thought he's done a hell of a job. I thought he's done a hell of a job. That's why it's so sad. The two men had worked together for decades. You got the best governor in the whole darn country. It's an ironic fall from grace for a governor who just two years ago signed legislation to help end sexual harassment. Let's honor all the women who have suffered this pain and endured this humiliation. Among Democrats at the state capitol... The governor's clearly lost the confidence of the majority members of the New York State Assembly. Cuomo's support evaporated in the past year amid questions about the state's handling of nursing home patients who died of COVID and whether he'd relied on state resources to write a memoir that would earn him more than $5 million. The state assembly was preparing to impeach him, and multiple people tell CBS News that all 63 members of the state Senate would likely have voted to remove him. But Democratic strategist and CBS News political contributor Joel Payne says we may not have seen the last of the governor. The voters decide to forgive Governor Cuomo. There's a world where he could run again in the future. Cuomo was preparing to run for a fourth term next year, but for now, he's a political pariah and the third consecutive New York governor to either resign or not seek re-election because of scandal. Major? Ed O'Keefe for us at the White House. Thank you. Turning now to the COVID pandemic as kids return to the classroom. Several large school districts are defying the Republican governors of Florida and Texas by imposing mask mandates. This showdown comes as pediatric COVID cases are surging, now accounting for 15% of all new infections. More now from CBS's Manuel Bajorquez. The first day of school in the Tampa area came with a mask mandate, but also a loophole. Parents can opt their children out. It's among the latest balancing acts with Governor Ron DeSantis, who is threatening to go after superintendent and school board members' salaries if they require masks in schools. It's about parental choice, uh, not government mandate. But this afternoon, Broward County's board went against the governor anyway. In Texas, Dallas is defying that state's governor's rule against mask mandates. He's responsible for the state of Texas. I'm responsible for Dallas ISD. Nearly 94,000 new COVID cases in children were reported nationwide last week, the highest number of pediatric cases in nearly six months. The American Academy of Pediatrics issued a letter to the FDA saying it should strongly consider authorizing COVID vaccines for children ages 5 to 11. We wanted the FDA to know that the biggest pediatric organization in the country really stood behind vaccines for children. Dr. Ivan Maldonado is the organization's chair of infectious diseases. The fact that some students may go to school without wearing masks and that the Delta variant is so much more contagious, are those the reasons you're urging the FDA to act? There's a number of reasons. First of all, we know that vaccines work. Secondly, we know that they're safe. 
Third, we know that masks work. And fourth, we know that masks are safe. Florida leads the nation in pediatric hospitalizations, with more than 300 reported in the last week. It's overwhelming doctors like Pia Myers, who had this message. I'm trying to encourage everybody to please take this Delta variant very seriously due to the transmissibility. It is incredibly contagious, and our children are getting sick. I can't do this. Clearly overcome with emotion. We reached out today, but the FDA does not have an updated timeline for when children ages 5 to 11 could be eligible for the vaccine. In the meantime, Dr. Anthony Fauci says he believes the vaccine should be mandated for teachers, but the decision will have to come from the local level. Major? All eyes on the FDA. Manuel Bohorkas for us. Thank you. Today we saw a rare bit of big-ticket bipartisanship as a massive infrastructure bill cleared the United States Senate. Nineteen Republicans joined every Democrat in voting yes. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports on what's in the bill and why the president is celebrating. On this vote, the yeas are 69. With the vice president presiding, the Senate overwhelmingly passed a landmark $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, a major win for President Biden. In this bill, we prove that we can still come together to do big things, important things. The compromise package took months to craft and will fund traditional infrastructure projects like roads, bridges, airports, waterways, and further deployment of broadband service, winning over 19 Republicans. This will be a monumental uh, improvement in what I see every day in my state. But critics say it's too expensive. Freshman Republican Bill Haggerty of Tennessee blocked the bill's quick passage over the weekend. Tennessee, like all states, stand to get some money out of out of this bill if it becomes law. Why vote no? Well, the reason to vote no is that it's not paid for. I understand investing for the future, but that investment has to have a return, not putting more debt on the backs of our children and grandchildren. The bipartisanship was short-lived. Democrats moved on to their $3.5 trillion budget plan without any Republican support. And while today was a win, make no mistake about that, it is no guarantee that even the president's own party will hold together to get this bill across the finish line in the House. And from Republicans, the administration should expect nothing but resistance moving forward. Major? Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Tonight, Illinois is cleaning up after at least six tornadoes left a trail of destruction Monday in the Chicago area. There were no reported injuries. And oppressive heat is expected this week for much of the continental United States, while the Caribbean braces for a tropical storm. CBS's Lonnie Quinn has the latest, so Lonnie, fill us in. All right, we've got a lot going on out there. I'm going to start with the Caribbean because the storm you're referring to right now is just south of Puerto Rico. Winds are 35 miles per hour. Pretty darn likely this is going to become Tropical Storm Fred. Boy, it could be as early as tonight. So we're going to keep an eye on that one. Once it becomes Tropical Storm Fred, where does it go from there? It looks like it skips right through the Caribbean, first to Puerto Rico, then Hispaniola, then Cuba, all the while getting weaker, not stronger, because it's interacting with land. But once it exits Cuba, now it's into the Florida Straits. Now it's going to get stronger, possibly making a landfall in South Florida, probably more likely with all all the guidance we have, it's going to skirt the coast and go up more towards the panhandle. That'll probably be on Monday if it takes that track, and that's where it's most likely to travel. That's next week for any impact in our country, all right, as far as the landfall goes. But for this week, it's all about building heat. Two-thirds of the country, it just keeps getting hotter and hotter out there. Look at the numbers for tomorrow in St. Louis. It's 113. D.C. feels like 108. And again, St. Louis feels like 113 when you factor in the humidity. And that kind of heat and humidity stays right in place, Major, for the rest of this week. Summer is back in full force. It's all yours. 
hotter and hotter. Lonnie Quinn, thanks so much. President Biden said today he does not regret his decision to withdraw U.S. forces from Afghanistan and that Afghans have to, quote, want to fight the Taliban. Taliban forces now control an estimated 65 percent of the country. That includes up to seven regional capitals captured just this week. The State Department says violence in Afghanistan is unacceptably high. Top U.S. security officials are in Mexico tonight for talks about immigration. This comes as illegal border crossings from Mexico to the U.S. are soaring. CBS's Maria Villarreal reports tonight from the southern border. Underneath this bridge in South Texas, our cameras captured the enormity of the immigration crisis. Over 200,000 migrants were swept up last month by border agents, a 21-year high, the majority funneling through the South Texas border. About two weeks ago, we we really saw probably some of our highest numbers in custody, over 20,000 people within Border Patrol facilities or underneath the Anzaldúas Bridge. At all hours of the day, we saw hundreds of migrants at this temporary processing site waiting in line to load onto buses, many of them children. At least 18,000 unaccompanied minors crossed in July. When you have kids, family units crossing in very remote areas in 100 degree heat, that is problematic. That's the case in McAllen, Texas, where a declaration of emergency was ordered by Mayor Javier Villalobos. Why have you guys had to step in here? Because if we don't step in, then we have 1,800 immigrants dropped off here in McAllen wandering around. Villalobos tells us he's also facing a health crisis. The number of migrants testing positive for COVID has been trending up, 7,000 since February, but 1,500 just this past week. Most will quarantine in this park that's now being used as a temporary shelter run by Catholic Charities. We have no authority to stop them whether they're COVID positive or not. So we're having issues. We don't call it a border issue. We call it an immigration issue because they pass through here. A lot more land underneath that international bridge has been cleared. The chief tells me right now they expect apprehensions to continue to go up and they have to have a place to put these people. Meanwhile, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is expected here in the Rio Grande Valley on Thursday. He will meet with the chief as well as local leaders to continue to discuss these growing concerns. Major? With the numbers and the implications, Maria Villarreal, we thank you. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Residents of an eight-story condominium in Miami are living elsewhere tonight. This after city officials ordered everyone to leave Monday night, saying the building was not structurally safe. This order comes six weeks after 98 people were killed in the collapse of a high-rise condo in nearby Surfside. Emmy-winning actor Christina Applegate says she has multiple sclerosis and described her condition as, quote, a tough road. Applegate first gained fame in the TV sitcom Married with Children. 
MS affects the nervous system and often leads to cognitive and physical decline. In 2008, Applegate was diagnosed with breast cancer and underwent a double mastectomy. And tonight we are remembering Walter Yetnikoff. He ran CBS Records for many years when its superstar roster included Billy Joel, the Rolling Stones, and Michael Jackson. Yetnikoff died Sunday night, just shy of his 88th birthday. For a young girl from Chicago, a trip overseas opened her eyes, and then she opened her heart. Here's CBS's Nancy Chen. 12-year-old Carrie Carantang has been collecting shoes, but not for herself. Some of the kids that you're helping are your age. Yes. A trip to see family in Ghana inspired her. When I even visit my grand auntie in the villages, you can see Every child, no shoes on. And I realized this is very dangerous. She was just eight that first time. She began sending shoes to them last year with the support of a local nonprofit. In this village, the generosity is cause for a celebration. Nobody has given me shoe like that before. Karantang raises money for the hefty shipping fees and even flies with stuffed suitcases during school breaks. Your living room just turned into a shoe store. Yes, so much boxes stacked up. She sent nearly a thousand pairs from Chicago to Ghana. The shoes are handed out to children like nine-year-old Mary Jalissa, who used to walk to school barefoot. I can show you the shoes. Yes, can you show me the shoes? Oh, that's great. Karantang's hope to motivate others if the shoe fits. If I help others, maybe it could inspire another to do the same. Nancy Chen, CBS News, Chicago. Inspiring others to do the same. Here is a question. Why are so many children having eye trouble? Is it tied to the pandemic? Well, we will look at the evidence tomorrow on the CBS Evening News. Remember, if you can't watch us live, please don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. I've been a reporter for more than three decades, and along the way, I've been talking to myself in notebooks I've carried in my back pocket. They've captured thoughts about life, parenthood, death, friendship, and more. I'm John Dickerson, and I'd like you to join me in figuring out what these 30 years of notebooks mean in my new podcast, Navel Gazing. Each episode, we dig through the piles of notebooks that I've been collecting, and from their entries, try to sort out what makes a life. This collection of audio essays is available wherever you get your podcasts.